Hello there and welcome to another edition of Bat Books for Beginners. I'm Nick and today I'm going to guide you through one more of Batman's classic stories. Today I'm looking at a book that was originally published in 1989, Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on a Serious Earth. It was written by the current head writer of the Batman books and he's written such stories as Gothic, which I reviewed earlier on BBFB, Batman and Son, Batman R.I.P., and of course the brilliant current Batman and Robin series. He's currently working on Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne series, and his name is Grant Morrison. Quite an accomplished writer. The art with this, in this book is provided by Dave McKean, who has also worked on Hellblazer and Black Orchid. Now, timeline-wise, this book is a one-off that could really fit most places in Batman's career. But I felt it would work fairly well here after Jason Todd's death recently. Batman's in a pretty dark place, and I think this book portrays that fairly well. So I thought I'd slip it in here. So, let's get on with the plot. Commissioner Gordon informs Batman that the patients of Arkham Asylum have taken over the building and will murder the staff unless Batman agrees to meet with them. Among the hostages is a young woman named Pearl, Dr. Charles Cavendish and Dr. Ruth Adams. The patients are led by the Joker who kills a guard to spur Batman to obey his wishes. Two-Face, meanwhile, has degenerated even further into madness as a result of Adams' therapy. She replaced Two-Face's trademark coin with a six-sided die, and then with a tarot deck of cards, in the hope that he would begin to realise he doesn't need any of them. It instead renders him incapable of even making simple decisions, such as going to the bathroom. Batman is forced into a game of hide-and-seek, and told he has one hour to make his way through the maze-like corridors, and find a way out before his old foes are sent to find him. But the Joker shortens the time from one hour, due to pressure from the other inmates. The story is interspersed with flashbacks from Arkham's founder, Amadeus Arkham, his life and his childhood. These flashbacks reveal that he was inspired to become a psychiatrist because of his mother's mental illness. Subsequently, Batman reaches a secret room high in the towers of the asylum, a room left unchanged from the days when the property served as Amadeus Arkham's childhood home. Inside, Dr. Cavendish is dressed in a bridal gown and holding a straight razor to Dr. Adams' throat. He is revealed to have been the one to orchestrate the riots. When questioned by Batman, he prompts him to read a passage marked out in Amadeus Arkham's secret diary. The hidden room turns out to have been Elizabeth Arkham's bedchamber. For many years she suffered delusions that she was being tormented by a supernatural creature. 
and would call to her son to protect her. One day, however, he finally sees what his mother saw, a great bat, spectre of death. Taking a pearl-handled straight razor from his pocket, he cuts his mother's throat to end her suffering. He then blocks out the memory and attributes her death to suicide. Years later, his wife and daughter are murdered by one of his former patients, a serial killer named Martin Mad Dog Hawkins. The tragedy brings back the memory of killing his mother. Traumatised, Amadeus puts on his mother's wedding dress and takes out the razor. Kneeling in the blood of his family, he vows to bind the evil spirit of the bat, which he believes inhabits the house, through ritual and sorcery. He treats Hawkins for months until finally electrocuting him in a shock therapy session. Discovering Amadeus Arkham's journal, The Razor and the Dress, Cavendish begins to believe himself to be destined to continue Arkham's work. On April 1st, the day Arkham's family was murdered, he lures Batman to the, Ar to the asylum, believing Batman to be the Bat itself. Cavendish accuses him of feeding the evil of the house by bringing in more insane souls. Grappling with Batman, Cavendish drops the razor and Adams picks it up. As Batman is being strangled by Cavendish, he begs her to do something, and she slashes the razor across Cavendish's throat, killing him. Seizing an axe, Batman runs to the foyer, where the inmates are con congregated and hacks down the front door. He then returns the Two-Face's coin back from Dr. Adams, stating that it should be up to Two-Face to decide Batman's fate. Two-Face then declares that they will kill Batman if the coin lands scratch side up, but let him go if the unscarred side appears. Two-Face flips the coin and declares Batman free. The Joker bids Batman goodbye and taunting him by saying that should life ever become too much for him in the asylum, as in the outside world, then he always has a place in Arkham. As Batman disappears into the night, Two-Face stands looking at the coin and it was revealed that it landed scratched side up. He chose to let Batman go. Returned home today to find my family murdered by my patient Martin Hawkins. I feel oddly detached. September 17th, 1921. Today I begin treatment of Martin Hawkins. I will rehabilitate this man. April 2nd, 1922. During treatment with Hawkins, I resorted to extreme measures. It proved more than he could sustain. June 4th, 1923. Gotham City is lost. The lunatics are irrepressible, incurable. The only sensible treatment, eradication. October 18, 1923. Am I a doctor or a murderer? I can no longer differentiate. I will give my last breath to deal with the filth that infects Gotham City. And now for my review. I thought that Grant Morrison did a fantastic job of really altering the characters' interpretations in this book. Killer Croc, for instance, was more of a deformed person like the Elephant Man. Clayface is closer to a leper. Uh, Dr. Destiny, who I wasn't familiar with before, but he I did a bit of research. He's now a frail, creepy man in a wheelchair. I thought these depictions were very interesting, and even the more standard villains like Two-Face and the Joker have an interesting twist. Um, for instance, the Joker's seem to be a little bit more overtly sexual than before, and Two-Face with his new forms of decision-making. And the Joker doesn't seem to be quite insane, but at a higher level of consciousness than just insane. Uh, Dave McKean's art was pretty astounding. His brushwork in places was gorgeous. Um, some of it was fantastic work, really impressive, very, very different to anything you're going to see. So it's worth a look just for that. 
And the combination of these two creators, I think, did a great job of really delivering a new style of book. Some people will tell you it's very pretentious. Uh, I personally don't agree with this. Um, some people think it's quite vacant and symbolism's a bit obvious. But um, I think if you look at most books uh, that you read, that I've reviewed, it's certainly got a lot more going for it than some of the others I've seen. I like the fact that Batman seems a little bit lost in this book. Um, that's why I thought it might work well off with the grief of Jason Todd. Um, we're usually familiar with Batman knowing exactly what to do. He has a plan, but in this he seems like Batman's a little bit more lost in the dark or even hiding from something. Uh, maybe it's the truth about these villains and where they came from, and maybe he is some sort of curse on Arkham. As Batman mentions to Commissioner Gordon, it'd be just like coming home when he goes through the gates at Arkham Asylum. I thought the story involving the flashbacks was very engaging. I was very interested in the Arkham Asylum's founder, Dr. Arkham, uh, witnessing unspeakable violence uh, to his family and uh, his mother's dementia. And it's interesting that it seems to have left some sort of curse on the asylum. Really enjoyed that part. But I don't think this story is for everyone. Uh, the books, it's very serious reading. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot to the book that isn't, uh, you know, it's quite subtle. You have to really appreciate it. Not for everyone. It's not full of action. It's full of a bit more philosophy, I think. And some pretty unsettling ideas. And uh, maybe best to be kept away from younger readers. It's not your traditional superhero comic. It's instead more of a psychological theory or philosophy, as I mentioned, using superhero characters because they're quite overt and out of this world, especially the Batman villains. You can gain a lot from rereading the book. Uh, it's quite brutal. It's frightening. As I've said, it is for a mature reader. And unfortunately, I think in the second half of the book, it does slightly dip away from that. Uh, I found that also with The Killing Joke too, where I think the first half was fantastic, really questions some major points. And then the second half, it almost turns to the traditional good guy versus bad guy uh, fight, where we have Batman battling the Joker. And the resolution is never that, usually that great. And in the end, unfortunately, it makes the story sometimes seem a little bit simple um, after such a fantastic start. It does cram a lot of villains in there with not a lot of point. For instance, people like Scarecrow is one villain I can think of where didn't really need to be there. But as I said, there were some really impressive themes drawn out from the book. Mostly for its uniqueness, I would recommend it as something you need to have read. So, in conclusion, I'll be giving it 5 out of 5 Batarangs. So that was my review for Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on a Serious Earth. I hope you enjoyed it. Next time I'm looking at Batman, The Many Deaths of the Batman, which includes issues from the Batman series, numbers 433, 434 and 435, where some mysterious events are happening, including surely not the death of Batman. Anyway, look forward to that next time, and... For now, let me just remind you that you can always contact me at nick at thebatmanuniverse.net, that's N-I-C-K, uh, or pop on the forums and give some feedback. I haven't had a lot lately, so I would greatly appreciate some words of wisdom from the listeners. 
that has been Bat Books for Beginners for this time. I'm now going to send you back to Dustin and the guys. Farewell.